dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well. We had some rain earlier, and now it's kind of cleared up. I hope it doesn't continue, because i got to go out later. <laughs> but that's the way it goes. Anyway, I hope you're all doing well in your isolation. And I guess everybody else is too. So I something got me thinking today about habitats for monsters. And I'm going to talk about that after this. So I was thinking about monster habitat, and this is where logic comes in. You know me, I just want to be plausible. I don't want to be possible. I want to... I want I take logic only up to a certain point. And then you got to start thinking of well, could it be, you know? With magic it's it gets kind of funny. I'm basically talking to a D&D thing here. And I thought about monsters, why they do the things they do. Why do they have special attacks? Why do they have special resistance resistances? Why can you only hit monsters with magical weapons, etc., etc., etc.? And Sometimes the supplements and the rules give you a reason. Sometimes they don't. And when they don't, you got to make it up yourself. Ain't that cool? So what you got to do, or, or you could just leave, huh? it's a mystery. It's a mystery. And maybe you reveal that mystery in the course of, of the campaign. Maybe not. Some things I think you should that should remain a mystery. It just is. Why are dwarves resistant to magic? Why in basic do the elves are immune to the ghoul's touch? The you know the the petrification touch. Why is that? Why do demi-humans have have infravision? You know, you can justify that in any number of ways. In any number of ways it might be right. So it's all it's all the point of what's going on with your world and how you justify it. But I was thinking of the more esoteric ones, like why are do, first of all why do how do beholders fly? You can adjust that, and you can you, first of all anything you can say. Well, it's magic. Well, sometimes you want a little more. What what involves? What is involved? I remember reading a long time ago. I used to have the handbook for the Marvel Universe. You know that whole the first one that came out, the 12-issue series of comic books. And I remember them saying a lot of things like, where, say, there's a character, um, Colossus, the Russian guy, who turns into a, a being of metal. And what happens? Or some some characters who shrink or grow, and they talk about their powers tap into a portal of certain materials or something like that where they swap it's get swapped out if somebody is a grower then they just they add material to themselves and shrinkers shrink and colossus is just happens to be able to swap his organics for steel through this uh, other dimension or something like that okay that's a good good it's a good description. It, it works for comics. And it can work for D&D too, I guess. But I was, because somebody brought something up in a, in a video, a, camera, a YouTube video, about how vampires cannot be, in this world, cannot be totally killed. And 
the way they described it got me thinking about certain monsters, like I said, with special abilities or why they are the way they are. And, for example, it started me thinking about trolls. Now, trolls, everybody says, everybody knows that you got, the only way to permanently hurt them is with fire or acid. Okay? You hack onto them, you start hacking and slashing, they regenerate. They get hit points back. So, you can't stop them that way. Well, why do they do that? They're a fantastic creature. There must be, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, if you could find a reasonable way they do it would be, would add to the, it would add to the campaign, I think. And I haven't read any of the ecology articles in old Dragon magazines or anything, but I, I find something that on that video fascinating because what if trolls leech life out of the planet? out of the world. You know, they talk about in Dark Sun how the mages wrecked the Dark Sun world and every time they throw a spell that makes things, you know, little, you know, it takes life out of the planet, basically. So what if trolls did that? What if every time you you hack onto them and they have to regenerate, they have to get the energy from, they have to get the life energy from somewhere. So say you're tr fighting trolls in a forest and you start hacking at them and then they start regenerating. Well, all of a sudden you see like trees wither and maybe small animals faint or die or something like that. And they're standing on the ground and just like the ground maybe crumble a little because they're leeching. They're leeching this out of them, out of the earth, out of whatever's in contact with the earth when they're in contact with the earth and that's what happens and for some now you got to figure out why does fire or acid stop them well that breaks their contact with the earth because with fire fire destroys fire makes things into cinders you know it takes energy out and they cannot regenerate fast enough and acid could be the same way because uh, not so much, but mostly fire takes energy out and they can't regenerate fast enough to replace it. So, because it's just too much at one time. So that's why they can, that's why you can stop them with fire. Now, acid may be a different case. It may be the molecular structure of acid, which eats things. And once again, it may be the fact that they cannot regenerate fast enough to make up for that. So I thought that's a great idea because it's the visual in my in my head about like some adventurers fighting, say, a group of four trolls, they can really lay waste to a forest or something. And then you have the more complication of like the druids getting mad, the trees getting mad, something getting mad about it. And I I'm remembering a, a scenario where the the forest moved to get out of the way of these trolls who were following and they kept and they said and it was you had to take care of some trolls but the druid said you light a fire in that woods you're gonna get in trouble so you can't use fire so you gotta use acid but if they're leeching it, that would make it an even bigger complication in the story because if you're just even fighting them in the forest they're killing things 
And how would the druids and the treants and other critters handle that? Say you're fighting trolls in the desert. They, I would give them a penalty on their regeneration because there isn't as much life in the desert as there are in other places, depending on the terrain. Maybe they adapted to it. Maybe it takes them a little longer to do. Who knows? The whole point is, that's their power, and that's the way their power works in this world. And if you come up with little things like that, that's another little thing you can put in your toolbox to add to the world. That's lore to your world. So that's something to think about. Always adding lore to your world is a good thing. So i got to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, and Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Daniel, Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, and Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Bye.